0: with the Las Vegas Coel, In 1994, the CEO of Quaker Foods was a fellow named William Smithberg, and he decided that Quaker Foods was gonna acquire Snapple Iced Tea. The price point, $1.8 billion. That's a lot of money. But just three years later, Quaker would end up selling off Snapple for only $300 million, a $1.5 billion loss. Experts considered this one of the worst mergers and acquisitions in the history of American business. What went wrong? How come Smithberg so badly misjudged Snapple's valuation? He was off by one and a half billion dollars. That's a big mistake. What went wrong? In the book of Malachim Bays, Kings 2, as well as in Divrei Hayamnim. Chronicles 2, we read about one of the great kings of Judea, one of the great kings of the Davidic dynasty. His name was King Uzziah. The verse tells us, Vayas hashem. He did what was right in the eyes of God. Now, this was a bit unusual because a lot of the kings of Judea during the First Temple era, many of them were not such great people. Many of them were wicked and cruel and were evil kings. Some of them were good, and Uzziah, the verse tells us, he was one of the good kings. But then tragedy strikes. The verse in Divrei HaYamim explains that King Uziyahu, who was, as we mentioned, part of the Davidic dynasty, at a certain point decided he was going to enter into the temple, into the Beis HaMikdash, and he was going to perform the daily service. Now, all the Kohanim, the priests, they protested, because the rule is, in order to perform the service inside the temple, you had to be a descendant of Aaron, you had to be a Kohen, a priest. Uzzio was the king, but he was not the priest, and they protested, and they said, you're not allowed in. Uzzio persisted, and he barged into the temple and began to perform the incense, the ketores service, inside the Beis HaMikdash, inside the temple. Immediately as he went in, he was immediately struck with tzara'as, which the Torah tells us was a physical skin malady, but the source of the disease was spiritual. The Torah is very clear that when you got struck with tzaras in biblical times, it was a sign of some kind of spiritual deficiency. And in this case, it was very obvious. Uziyahu had barged into the temple and began performing the service, and he was not supposed to because he was not a priest, he was not a kohen, and God's way, as it were, of punishing Uziyahu was that he was afflicted by tzaras, and it wasn't just for a few moments, but it was for the rest of his life. You have to ask, if Uziyahu, as the verse tells us, was a good guy, he did Hayashar Ba'ine he did what was right in the eyes of God, how did he make such a catastrophic mistake? What went wrong? If you read the verses carefully in Hayamim in Chronicles, and if you read the comments of Rashi, if you read them carefully, a very interesting idea emerges. What we know about Uziyahu was that he was an incredibly successful king. He built infrastructure in Jerusalem, within the southern kingdom. He rebuilt the army, and they were actually able to drive out all the nations that had been bothering the Jews in the southern kingdom. He drove out the Philistines, a bunch of the Arabs, the northern kingdom, which had been bothering them for years. King Uzayahu, with his military, his upgraded military, they were able to drive out their enemies. Peace persisted in the land all sorts of civil projects. The walls of Jerusalem were reinforced. The roads were paved. He was a successful king, both economically, militarily, as we saw from a religious perspective, he was successful. And the verse tells us that when Uzziyahu became successful, the verse tells us so interesting. As he got strong, as he became successful, his heart, it became elevated. Now Rashi explains that what happened was after all those years of success, economically, militarily, financially, as he became successful as a king, he decided, he came up with the following conclusion. I'm a successful king, I'm doing what's right religiously in the eyes of God. Wouldn't it be the most befitting thing, wouldn't it be the greatest kiddush Hashem, the greatest sanctification of the name of God, if the successful king, the king who's been a great ruler, were to go into the temple and to perform the service, to show I'm submissive, I am humble before God, I'm going to do the right thing, I'll perform the service before God as a way of demonstrating that all of my success you know, I still attribute it all to God. That was Uziyahu's rationale. The problem was is that it was misguided. Because the verses are very clear in the Torah, no matter what your intentions, no matter what your rationale are, the halacha, the Jewish law, is very clear. You have to still be a priest. You have to be a kohen in order to do that service. Uziyahu is misguided. But the verse, according to Rashi, tells us, you know what the cause of his misguidingness was? it was because of his success. Because he was such a successful ruler, because he had so many successes in so many endeavors in his life as the king, that's what caused him to miscalculate. According to Rashi, it seems that Yahu, his success, bred overconfidence. You see, when it comes to success, success often leads to confidence, which is a great thing. Typically, we all want to become confident people, and that's great. When we become more confident, we become more self-assured, and we end up becoming more successful people in turn, and it becomes a really positive cycle. However, success can sometimes not just breed confidence, but it can breed its evil first cousin, and that's overconfidence. And that's what happened to Uziyahu. He became overconfident and that caused him to be misguided and to miscalculate and to think that it was appropriate for him to go ahead and do the temple service, and that was incorrect. Success can breed confidence, but we've got to be careful. Sometimes it can breed overconfidence, and that's a problem. Remember our good friend William Smithberg, that CEO who miscalculated by $1.5 billion? How did that happen? The authors Chip and Dan Heath, in one of their great books, explained that when Smithberg was the head of Quaker about a decade earlier, in the early 80s, he had been the person who had discovered another sugary beverage, a beverage called Gatorade. And he invested in Gatorade when it was a fledgling nothing company, and Gatorade turned into a multi-million dollar sugary beverage. And it was one of the greatest acquisitions that Quaker would ever make. Ten years later, that success led not just to confidence on Smithberg's behalf, but it led to overconfidence. He was now the expert in sugary drinks. And when he saw Snapple, he saw, you know, this is a cash cow waiting to be milked. But he was misguided, he had miscalculated, he had misjudged Snapple's valuation. Why? Because of his earlier successes in sugary beverages. We gotta be careful. When we become successful, of course we wanna become more confident. Confidence typically is a great thing, but we gotta be very, very careful. Watch out, be cautious. Is my success leading me to be more confident? Or is it, God forbid, leading me to overconfidence, which leads typically to miscalculations and misjudgments? Let's learn the lesson from King Yahoo let's learn the lesson from the CEO of Quaker, let's make sure we don't do the wrong thing, let's make sure we don't invest in you know snapples for a billion and a half dollar a billion and a half dollars more than they're worth let's make sure when we become successful we become confident and not overcome